Hello and welcome to the Treasures Within podcast. I'm your host, Georgia G, multi-passionate success coach and healer for purpose-driven female entrepreneurs. If you're ready to get out of your own way so you can build a wildly profitable Hey, Georgia here. I want to take a quick moment to tell you something. A few years ago, I was stuck in what I call strategy hell. I was literally doing everything to grow my business. I was on all the social media platforms, doing webinars, going to networking events, writing blog posts, sending out newsletters, you name it, I did it. And my business was growing at a snail's pace. It was so frustrating because I couldn't have worked any harder. I was already overwhelmed and burned out. Do you ever feel like that? It wasn't until a random encounter with a coach that I realized being in strategy hell is a form of self-sabotage. You think you're doing everything to grow your business. In reality, you're stuck in busy work because you're afraid of what might happen if you went all in or reached your goals. In my case, I had a massive fear that if I became more successful than my family, my friends and my partner, they wouldn't love me anymore and they leave me. This fear was buried so deep in my subconscious that I wasn't aware of it until I had a powerful session with my coach. And yet, the fear was running my business and making sure I'd never reached my goal. It was only once I healed the fear that I was able to double my income in a few short months. And my loved one didn't leave me. If you two are working hard, trying all these strategies to go to the next level in your business, you don't need one more strategy. You already have all the strategies you need. If nothing is working, it's because there's a limiting belief that's sabotaging all your efforts. Maybe like me, you're afraid that if you are too successful, you won't fit in with your friends and family anymore and you lose them. Maybe you don't think you are good enough at what you do and they're afraid that if you put yourself out there in a big way, you'll be exposed as a fraud. Or maybe, deep down, you don't believe you're worthy of money and success. Whatever it is, trying to grow a business with these limiting beliefs running in your subconscious is like driving a car with a brake on. No matter how hard you try, you are going to stay stuck where you are. If you want to go to the next level in your business and reach those big income and business goals that have eluded you up until now, you must first heal all those limiting beliefs and all stories that are sabotaging you. Once those self-imposed limitations melt away, you'll be able to step out of strategy hell and confidently take action towards your goals. Those tasks that used to feel hard or scary, like going live on Instagram, doing sales calls, or being a regular guest on podcasts, will now feel easy and fun and you'll be able to reach your goals with ease. If you know deep down that healing those limiting beliefs 
and all stories is the missing piece in getting the results and money you want in your business and you are ready to drop the hustle and step into your six figures mindset, I invite you to book a discovery call with me. On the call, you get coaching on the number one limiting belief that's sabotaging your success and keeping you from reaching your next income level. And if we both feel it's a fit, you'll discover how we can work together to heal the limiting beliefs that are sabotaging you so you can finally build a wildly profitable business from your passions and enjoy financial location and time freedom. Remember, the world needs all of your treasures. It's your time to get out of your own way so you can do the work you are meant to do in the world and live a life of freedom on your own terms. These one-on-one calls are limited, so if you are ready to finally make your vision board become your reality, click on the link in the show notes and book in today. Business from your passions, this show is for you. Tune in every Tuesday for inspiring interviews and mindset tools to heal self-sabotage so you can double your income, reach those big business goals that have eluded you up until now, and create a life of freedom and abundance on your own terms. My guest today is Money Mindset Coach Rebecca Wiener McGregor. She is an amplifier of love, catalyst for breakthroughs, and author of the beloved book Loving Her. 10 Loving Standards to Call Forward the Wealthy Woman Inside You. She shares her gifts as a transformational hypnotist plus money master coach committed to helping overworking and overgiving visionaries release all blocks, traumas, and hidden fears to find a deeper sense of self-worth and determination to live life on their own terms while being fulfilled well paid and having lots of fun. I met Rebecca last year in a leadership training and was inspired by her mission to help women become wealthy while sharing their gifts with the world and her warmth and her big huge heart. So I knew I had to have her on this podcast and share her wisdom with you. In this conversation we dive deep into what's blocking you from making more money and what you can do to heal those blocks and finally receive the abundance that is your birthright. Let's dive in. Welcome, Rebecca. I'm so thrilled that you are with us. Before we get started, can you please share your story with our listeners and how you came to this work? It's a long and winding road. Everybody has a long winding road story, right? So I'll share a little bit of the very beginning because I think it's so important and it was such a key turning point for me. Something happened in our lives when I was in high school and we went, my family went to family therapy. The family therapy that we were doing wasn't quite working for us. It was painful, excruciating. And I just kept thinking there has to be a different way, a better way to help some families and over helping, trying to do everything the same way for everyone. And that led me to want to study psychology. And I ended up going to school for psychology. And then 
health psychology, graduate studies for health psychology, and stayed in my corporate job, which was banking at the time. Can you even imagine me in banking? I wasn't using my degree, but I was still passionate about helping people. And I was at this job that I really, really did not like from day one. And I was there for a long time, did not like it at all. But this magical gift came into my life. And this was my best friend at, at my job. And he came to work one day and said, what do you know about hypnosis? And I said, the two paragraphs that they gave us in our psychology books, pretty much. And he said, would you like to learn it with me? I think you'd really be able to help a lot of people. And I said, find us a great teacher and I'll go with you. At that time, I was dealing with a lot of social anxiety, which I didn't know what it was until after the fact. And I was hiding from my life. So me agreeing to go to this training with him was a huge deal, but I only agreed because I trusted him so much. And then he ditched me. He decided not to do it. And, <laughs> and I went anyway. I got lost on the way there and I had to find my way. All, all of my exits were closed with detours, with no, with no detour signs. And I found my way there. And during my training healed the social anxiety that I was feeling. Wow. Gone. That I was hiding from my life for three years. That all of that stuff was gone. And it's been gone ever since 18 years later. And I left that training feeling so passionate about wanting to help people with anxiety. And that's really the, the core of what I've been doing for 18 years. And when I decided to jump into my business full time, the networking that I was doing was with these amazing entrepreneur women. And they all became my clients as my business was growing and changing. And they would ask me about money. They would ask me about how are you building your business? How are you allowing yourself to accumulate money? How, why am I limiting myself with my money gunk? That these are the kind of things that we would talk about when they came for their session. So not only were we trying to heal their anxiety, but we were helping to release their limits around money and success and wealth and love and trust and what's possible in every area of abundance in their life. And so then about eight or nine years ago, I started just really focusing on that alongside the anxiety stuff. I still do that, help people be, feel emotionally free. And now I also have this track where I really am passionate about women having tons and tons of money so that they can take care of themselves and their families and their communities the way they want to. Oh, that is a very powerful story. Money is such an emotional topic and yes. it brings up a lot of anxiety, especially if you don't mm -hmm. have a lot of it. I love what you said about allowing yourself to accumulate money because yes. not, not to say that there are not real obstacles, but most right. of the time it's just our limitations, our way of thinking that prevents us from seeing the opportunities that allow us to accumulate money and to thrive in life. Can you share more about what are these limiting beliefs and these stories that we have around money that prevent us from allowing wealth into our lives? Let's really acknowledge the biggest one that nobody really talks about is that for millennia, women were not trusted with money. So it was only just within the last 50 years in the United States that women were able to get a bank account without a man or a mortgage without a man. So we have this underlying static in our 
ancestry that says women aren't good with money. We can't be trusted with money. We need someone else to help us to get money, have money, accumulate money. And we've identified and put all this pressure on the male partner in our life to be the provider. And they have really taken that role, right? Many of them want to be the provider, but then that leaves us also with that feeling of, well, I want to be the provider. I want, how come it can't be me? And it gets to be both, right? Both partners in any kind of relationship get to really thrive and make money or not make money, however they choose to do that. But I want women to have the opportunity to decide, okay, this is the kind of life that I want for myself. And I don't need to rely on anyone else or have permission from anyone else to get it. And so what I like to recommend to people is to pay attention to where your fears are around money because they will lead you to your limitations. Are you worried that the work that you have to offer isn't valuable enough? Because maybe that means you have a block around charging more or charging enough to help take care of yourself and to make it valuable to your client. Are you worried that, you know, having money by helping people is not good if you're a spiritual person, like you should be giving away your spiritual gifts for free. Then there's, there's so much stuff around, am I good with money? So if I accumulate a lot, will I know what to do with it? What if I don't know about investing? What if I don't know about Bitcoin? What if I don't know about all these other things? And trusting yourself that you and your responsibility and your capability will grow as your income grows, that you'll learn how to handle things. So those are just like a few of the top ones that come up a lot. Now, that is so powerful. And I see it all the time with women that we really feel like we need this permission. Like if you want to make a big investment, even in ourselves mm-hmm. or in our business, it's always mm-hmm. like, I need to talk to my partner about it. And men don't do that. Or if they do that, for them, it's like asking for support, whether we actually right. ask for permission, can I actually spend money on this? I think it's respectful in a partnership to, to have conversations when you're spending a large amount of money, Absolutely. right? But what you just said was so powerful, Georgia, where you said asking for support versus asking for permission. That gave me goosebumps. I feel like your listeners needed to hear that, that, that it, there's a big difference between asking for support versus asking for permission. And we've all heard the stories about women going shopping and hiding their purchases in the trunk from their partner, right? Or putting the bags in the, in the closet right away so the partner doesn't see. And one, like, as if spending is bad. Spending is neutral. It's what we think about it, or if we break agreements about it, or if we are doing it for other reasons that feel bad that it becomes bad, but actually all that's neutral. Debt is neutral, spending is neutral, saving is neutral. It all depends on how we start to assign value to it. We have all these stories in our head and this fear of getting in trouble. We forget that it it really depends on the motivation because sometimes you just spend because you feel bad about yourself and try to relieve that. But other times, 
making that investment, however big or small, you mm-hmm. do it to improve your life, to improve the life of your family, even just to bring beauty or comfort into your yes. life. And, and yet we still feel like we need to ask permission even for that. that we need to deprive ourselves of everything and just give, give, give. And we lose track of what is the bigger purpose, how, how to use money yeah. for a good cause, to actually improve our lives yeah. and our families' lives. Yeah, absolutely. You were talking about give, 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 and overgiving is really a common thing with women, right? Yes. And it really is taking care of everyone else's happiness before your own and making sure everyone else is happy. And it's almost as if there is pressure then placed on everyone else in your life to be happy so that you can be happy. Oh, wow. I'm not so over- like that. Yeah. So overgiving is actually really dangerous and fruitless. We can give, but not overgive. We can give to ourselves first. So we are filled up. So we feel happy first because we lead our families. We show our families, we model for our children and our friends, how to be happy, how to be at peace, and then how to be wealthy, how to be confident, how to trust, how to connect all those, all those things are branches on the same tree. Absolutely. And I think it's really important to, as I said, to, to be a mother, especially for your, for your children, especially for your yeah. daughter, to see your mother actually being able to make her own money, managing her own money and trusting herself with money. Because when women make money, we give back to yes. our community. Sometimes... We, we do feel with women, we are so into serving and giving. And, and I have friends that say this to me, like, I don't want to make a lot of money because I will become greedy and we become bad. And I was like, no, because I know you're a generous person, you're a giving person, you will be able to do so much more with that money. So right. can you talk more about that and how women making money can actually help your community, your family, the whole, like everything really? That's such a powerful limiting belief that women have is if we become wealthy, if we have a lot more money that will become the evil villain in the story. And it's because when we look at a lot of our movies and stories and television programs, the bad person has lots of resources, don't they? Yes. <laughs> we get to remember that whatever we have more of is just going to amplify who we already are. It's not going to make us into something else. It's going to amplify who we already are. So if you have a very generous heart, more money is just going to allow you to to express that in a bigger way. It's not going to change. More money is not going to change you into someone that you're not. It's going to make you more of who you are because you'll have more opportunity to express that. And I think it's so sweet that people wonder, you know, will I become a bad person if I have lots and lots of money? First of all, let's get rid of the belief that people with money are bad because that is false. Not everyone, there are no absolutes, right? So not everyone who has a lot of money that uses it in a bad way. In fact, there are lots of people doing really beautiful things with their money. You look at where we live, there are lots of little wings and donations made for buildings and things like that by people who are very generous. Libraries are being built hospitals, research programs, scholarship funds, all of those things are built 
with people's name on them because they were so giving. We don't have to only see that wealthy people can be jerks. They can be also be very, very loving and giving as well. And women statistically give back more to their communities when they have a lot of money. They share this idea that if you are spiritual, if you're a good person, then it's wrong to make money. We forget that actually if you want to do anything, it takes money. The bigger your dreams are, the bigger the impact you want to make, the more money you need for that. Right. Absolutely. And being spiritual does not mean that we have to be broke. Our universe is limitlessly abundant, right? I think I just made up a word there, but there is no limit to the abundance that we have. There's no limit to the resources that we have access to in this universe. And we somehow have this idea that if we take a big piece of the pie, that someone else will get a smaller piece of the pie. But the truth is we can have as much pie as we want because everyone else can have as much pie as they want. Your piece is very big and there are multiple pies. So you never have to worry about running out of resources, energetic, spiritual, financial from the universe because it's limitless flow. And whatever your spirituality most of the writings are explain that we that wealth and abundance are a birthright we're not meant to just get by we're here to thrive we're already worthy because we exist it's not an accident that you're here 400 trillion to one odds that you were going to be born you're already worthy you're already tapped into the abundance of the universe because you're here. You don't have to, you don't have to be productive. You don't have to overgive. You don't have to find your, your worthiness. You don't have to find your deservingness because you already are all of those things. I could not agree more with that. Like we were not created just to get by. We were created to be abundant. And not suffer. A lot of us have an attachment to suffering. True. That that has to be the way it is because our parents suffer or our friends suffer. And we don't want to be the one who's doing really well while everyone else suffers. But when you release yourself from having to suffer, you get to be the way shower for someone else to release their suffering. Someone else is going to stop suffering because you allow yourself to stop suffering. I have goosebumps now. <laughs> it is goosebumpy, isn't it? Yes. Ram Das, <clears throat> one of my favorite quotes of Ram Das says, we're all just walking each other home. And I love that so much because it seems like such a simple thing that we're walking each other home, but we are having conversations without words. We're influencing the people around us by who we are and what we allow in our lives. And We're under no obligation to do a darn thing for anybody else. We don't have to give to anybody else. But if we're choosing to be making a ripple and making an impact in the world, then we get to acknowledge that we're making an impact with every single thing that we're doing, with every single interaction with other people, with every interaction with ourselves, 
our energy shifts and that energy ripples out into other conversations and actions and influences the people around us. And we get to decide, do we want to do that from love or do we want to do that from fear? Is your ripple going to be a loving ripple or are you going to ripple more fear out? And for me, that's a no-brainer question. I want to ripple out lots of love. (laughs) I don't want to judge the people who are rippling out fear, but I want to ripple out lots and lots of love and help people find more love and trust and joy for themselves. Oh, absolutely. That's what we all want, really. We just all want to be happy, be a role model for other people, inspire other people. And it all starts with us. We have to do the work first so that then we can inspire and empower other people to do the same. If you listening to this and you start to identify some of your money blocks and some of these myths and stories that are keeping you stuck and keeping you abandoned, what is the next step? What is the one thing you can do to start to rewrite these limiting beliefs? The first thing above everything else is to not judge yourself as being bad or wrong for having a limiting belief. We all have them. It's a normal part of our growth to discover them. And once you discover these, you'll be discovering more. So don't judge yourself about it because you're normal. Okay. When you realize that you have a limiting belief, identify what belief it is, if you can, that says you are limited in this way and ask yourself, is that belief bringing me closer or further away from my desires and my vision for this life? And if the answer is that it is bringing you, taking you further away from your vision, then what belief would bring you a little bit closer and start thinking beliefs, thinking thoughts that support that new belief. Because any limiting belief that you have is just a series of thoughts that you've thought over and over and made yourself a truth about. We've made that into a truth by thinking it so many times. And when you identify that sentence, like spiritual people can't be wealthy, what would be a belief that you could start to believe in its place that would allow you that wealth that you desire? Well, the first step would be spiritual people are worthy too. So it doesn't even have to be like a whole 180. You start saying to yourself, yeah, spiritual people are wealthy. I am wealthy right now because your brain won't believe it because you've been telling yourself this other story for so long that just start to shift a little bit that said spiritual people are worthy too. I am worthy right now. I am deserving. I am a miracle. I am allowed to create wealth. And then as those things start to get stronger, as those beliefs get stronger, there are lots of spiritual, there are lots of wealthy people who are spiritual in the world. I start to see spiritual and wealthy people everywhere. More and more wealthy spiritual people come into my life and show me the way. I am starting to understand that I can be very wealthy and spiritual at the same time. You can see the progression of the thoughts where it shifts you just a little bit with each and every thought that you think that there doesn't have to be a limitation anymore. There's just a slight shift. And as you continue that work, which is the work of your life, by the way, 
If you are struggling in one area, it is the work of your life. Embrace it. Let yourself become wildly, wildly wealthy and experiment with it. Experiment with the words that help you get there. Look at the limiting beliefs that you have as data that'll help you get to the limit that you've created for yourself. Look at the words of the beliefs that you have as data and then begin to shift them and experiment. What thought will bring me closer to my vision today? Who do I want to be today that will bring me closer to my vision? Who am I committed to being so that I can have the desires of my heart today? That is so powerful to say that because lots of these limiting beliefs and stories that we have, they're not even our own. We narrate them from culture, from parents, from teachers, and because that's what we get told, that's what we focus on. But as you pointed out, like what you focus on expanding, when you start shifting that belief, then suddenly the opposite becomes in the reality. Before you didn't even see people that were spiritual and wealthy, but now they are there because that's where you redirect your attention. It's so powerful to let yourself go there. Trust that, that creating these new beliefs is going to create some shift in your life and that you can handle the shift, that the shifts are okay. They're going to be safe for you. That's why doing them in small increments is going to be easier because your brain doesn't like change. The brain wants to keep you safe, stuck right where you are hiding like I did. And your spirit wants to grow. Your spirit wants to expand and do the work of your life. So give your brain something to be, to feel safe about while you are in growth mode. So empowering to know that we can always choose our thoughts because when, when you start to change and reframe, you get to choose what else to believe in. You can just do it in, in increments. So you don't have to believe everything that your mind is telling you. <laughs> because it's just a series of thoughts. When we were talking earlier about modeling for our friends, people have modeled for us. They've said words and we've taken those things on as beliefs. We've witnessed our mothers, our grandmothers, our parents, our family, our chosen family do things in a certain way and to fit in. And because we love and respect them, we took on their words and their stories. So the stories that we are telling are probably our mother's 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 story. And we get to create our own story and model for other people what we want to model. Not perpetuating a story that's not serving us, but creating a new story that will help the community around us thrive. Change is always scary. But when it comes to money, when it starts to embody the wealthy person and start making decisions based on what you want to be. Sometimes yeah. when your, your bank account doesn't reflect that, when you open your statement and you see that you don't have much, it can be hard to, right. to, to start doing things in a different way right. because you come from a place of lack and what if it doesn't work out and I'm going to lose everything. Do you have any advice for people that say, okay, I want to do something different? But I am afraid because right now I'm just getting by and I'm afraid that making any changes is going to set me back. Well, you get to let go of the perfection of your growth. Just 
because you start working on something doesn't mean, let me rephrase, it can mean that things change overnight, right? You can have a powerful switch come into your life and things can be better the very next day, the same day. It also may take a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of a little less of this and a little more of that, as if you're perfecting your own recipe and give yourself space to release that judgment about the ways that you have done it and how the ways that you did do it weren't working out for you. And now that you are moving into this new space, practice a little bit, see what little adjustments happen. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And if you're really scared about making a big change because your funds are low and your debt is high, then just make one tiny little tweak. And maybe it's mindful spending where you just really only bring into your life the things that really you love and value and need. Not things that you want, not things that kind of fit in, but things that you really, really are passionate about having. Just start there. That can start to change things. And there's this big idea that debt is bad, but people use debt as a tool to create wealth all the time. People get a mortgage on their house so that they can live in the house that they want. Then they mortgage, then they leverage their equity in that house to buy another property or people go in debt to, I've gone in debt to buy coaching programs for myself, to work with a mentor on a program that I knew was going to change my life. And that debt actually served me because it helped me grow. So try not to think about debt as bad and just notice the data. Look at the data. Okay. So I have $5,000 on this credit card that I need to pay. What can I put toward it right now? That would help me feel good. That would be just a little bit extra and help me feel like I am taking care of this like a wealthy person would, like a wealthier version of myself. We don't have to become wealthy like someone else. We get to be the wealthier version of ourselves. I love that. I meant to stop using the words debt altogether and just mm. start saying investment. Because whether oh, yeah. it is going to college or investing in a, a program, you really are investing in yourself. You are investing in yes. your growth and there is nothing to be ashamed about that something to feel right. guilt about that it's um, all neutral until we make a decision about its meaning <laughs> true and sometimes when we make this decision that we make about meaning that they are emotional aren't they money is a very emotional yes. topic yes. people who are feeling anxious and making these changes or Because the worse your money situation is, the more anxiety you feel. And a big part of implementing everything we talked about is really managing the anxiety. So, and just lowering down so that you can take the action. Do you yes. have any advice now to do that? Yes, absolutely. When you are in an anxious feeling, do not make a decision from there. Do some techniques to get yourself in a calm place. So I really like breathing techniques because you don't have to go anywhere or do anything. You just simply allow yourself to breathe. I love emotional freedom technique. EFT or tapping is what it's called for some people because that helps to calm your emotion. The emotion center of your brain helps you to refocus, helps you to calm your nervous system so that you can make a decision from here, this present moment, 
because when you're in anxiety, you're either operating from the past or you're operating from the future. So making a decision from here, this present moment is what you want to be doing. So allow yourself time to calm your brain, use meditation, go for a walk, call a friend to support you in your decision, not make the decision for you, but to support you in making your own decision. And so that you can operate from this place right here, right now. What do I want to do going forward? What kind of change do I want to make in my life from here that will, that will benefit me and support my vision rather than operating and making decisions from an anxious place? That's wonderful advice. And I love how you always keep talking about vision and your goals, because in order to be abundant, like money needs a purpose. Because just making money for money's sake is not something that personally motivates me or <laughs> that motivates the people that want to serve. How can you create money goals that really motivate you so that you can bring that money in? You want to make sure that you're not breaking your energy around money, right? So if you make, if you've been making $3,000 a month in your business, your next goal is not to make $50,000 a month in your business, right? You don't want it to be so big. You may want that in your business to make $50,000 a month or a hundred thousand or a million dollars a month be the, be the big goal that you have, but your next step toward that goal gets to be something that's a little bit of a stretch from where you are, but still feels like it's within the realm of possibility for you because your brain is going to freak out and there's going to be an energetic break of the, because of all the pressure of trying to call in that bigger money. So allow yourself. And this is one tip that I could have mentioned to with your last question is put your hand on your heart, take a breath acknowledge the spirit that lives inside of you who has the answers for you. What's good for me right now? What can I do right now? And acknowledge and validate what's happening in your body. And then think, okay, I'm at 3000 for the month. And if I focused my energy and I made some offers to people, I'm not saying like even go out and hustle, right? Just to have some loving conversations. And I started to get my offer, my product or my service out into the world a little bit more just by having natural loving conversation. What more could I create for myself? That's a really powerful place to be, isn't it? It's calm. It's straightforward. It's not chasing. It's who can I bring into my space, who can I be of service to? And how can that benefit both of us? I, because I love a win-win also. Yes. That when we can create opportunities for wins for other people and for ourselves, then there that's so good for our energy. We love to feel that. And maybe you have a $5,000 month that month and next month it's 7,500. And the month after that, you hit that 10K that you wanted. And then you can multiply even easier from that point. Just allow yourself to have some successes. And they don't even have to be huge. But celebrate every stinking one. <laughs> celebrate every success that you have. So that you're in that state of gratitude and appreciation. 
And that deepens your trust and your confidence in yourself. Okay, I did this. First of all, you created $3,000 in your business. Taking that next step and creating 5,000. These are all wins. The fact that you have a business, that you're moving into $3,000 a month and then more. Those are all wins. Celebrate everything. Look how far you've come and celebrate all of that. And let that be evidence, all that data, right? All that evidence that you can do it. You're just going to step into bigger and different ways of doing it to accumulate more and to make more impact. Women have love history with selling. Like you, mm. I mean, selling is how you bring the money in. And it's also right. how you make the impact because you can't fully impact someone if they don't work with you. We see it as pushy or as strong. And that's also one way where we don't allow ourselves to have the abundance because we judge selling right. when we judge, we block, right? Yes, that's so true and so powerful because we judge the way other people sell. If we don't like the way they sell, then we're not going to try to sell because we don't want to be seen like that person selling the way they are. But what if we released all the judgment from it? What if we released all the judgment from the way people do things and we're not judging other people because they're just a reflection of us anyway. And then we're not judging ourselves and we allow ourselves to have powerful transformative conversations and build relationships. And this creates opportunities for us to share our passion. Then we're educating. We're excited. We're eager to share our message, to share how we can change the world. One person, one interaction, one sale at a time, rather than thinking of ourselves as pushy or yucky or whatever word that you would have used in the past. When you release the idea that anybody's way of selling is a bad way, then you'll actually create a way for you to sell that feels comfortable and in alignment with your passion. Part of this is just being comfortable being yourself and knowing what works for you what is aligned with you and your vision we covered so much in (laughs) this interview and is there anything that you would like to mention if we wrap up i'd like to just remind people to release judgment of where they are on the path to their vision because we all started with nothing (laughs) no idea even of where we wanted to go And so when we get the idea of where we want to go, sometimes it can feel really, really far away. But the more that we trust ourselves, the more that we tune into ourselves, the way is shown to us of how to get there. We just have to take the steps. We ask for answers. And part of the agreement when we ask for an answer is that we take an action and we move toward it. We make a shift in that direction. And that's a really beautiful, fun place to be. If you let it be fun, it doesn't have to be scary. It can be actually a really wonderful adventure. It really is. Sometimes I feel we are more scared of getting what we want than not getting it. When you allow yourself to actually have it and enjoy it and celebrate it, that's really when your life becomes truly, truly amazing. Yes. Yes, yes. 
So for anyone that wants to go deeper with this work and they would like to work with you, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me at RebeccaWiener.com and they can set up a free call if they want to learn about my programs or how I can help them one-on-one. And I also have an on-demand workshop called The Four Ways to Activate Your Money Flow. And you can go to getinyourmoneyflow.com to have access to that. We're going to put all the links in the show notes below and do encourage everyone to take advantage of that because once you let go of these limiting beliefs and truly allow yourself to bring the money in, then everything just becomes so much easier. And again, you can do so much good in the world. So definitely take advantage of that. And thanks, thank you so much for being here with us, Rebecca, today. Yes, thank you, George. I've had a blast. Thank you for listening to the Treasures Within podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you found even one small nugget here to help you get out of your own way and build a successful business, share this episode with a friend or two so they can benefit from it too. Please follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating and a review. Believe it or not, every little action really does help to get the podcast found by other female entrepreneurs who need to hear this message too. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye for now.